Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really good. I've just had another coffee, so I'm great. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes sometimes you just have to stop and have that coffee yes. and, and just savour it and yes. get, your, yeah. get your thoughts together. Yeah, absolutely. It does make us um, record these quite well. <laughs> That's right, because when you're in control of things, sometimes when you're mm. out of control. Very good segue there. It is. I yeah. did think that. So <laughs> what we're talking about is... What can you control in your photography? What is the things that you think you can control in your photography, Terry? Uh, you know, <laughs> Terry on the bus. When it comes to a wedding, not much. <laughs> I can control my gear. Yes. I can control my settings. I can't control the people all the time. No. It's, but, it's but, kind of like a crazy zoo. But some of the things you can control is sometimes, I suppose, in a, an event situation is, is mm. where you place yourself as a mm. photographer. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of worthwhile, I suppose, sussing that out, knowing maybe that where the best place to be, get yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you, yeah. So you can have you can have control sometimes of where you're shooting environment, where you where you're physically shooting, mm. and sometimes you do have con- control to maybe even maybe quarantine a bit of that area to say, <laughs> can people just not <laughs> this area here's a no go zone because. I'm going to be spinning around on the floor. <laughs> I remember those days where I used to photograph on the ground for weddings. <laughs> I don't do it anymore, thank goodness. <laughs> was that was that before or after the reception? Uh, it was usually during the ceremony. Gosh, how rando. There you Absolutely go. Absolutely rando. Maybe I should give it a go again. I don't think I'd be able to get up fast enough. I'm getting a bit yeah. old these days. There is, there is a very funny video of the um, a wedding photographer Running, it was running a few years around yeah. on social media. The guy who was front himself and doing like oh yeah, barrel, that's hilarious. Barrel rolls and hilarious, yeah, yeah, a very funny dude. Very so, funny so dude. was that? Was he inspired by you? He might have been actually. <laughs> He'd been to a wedding that Terry had shot and thought I have. Yeah, I can make a video out of this. <laughs> I have had feedback that I do commando roll through weddings. <laughs> very interesting feedback. So yeah, so what, what would you say that you control in your your photography then because you do a lot of street stuff so yeah, i'm so, assuming so, that a lot of that is not controllable well some of it is because what's in my control is the time of day that i shoot mm. so that's in totally my control whether i go in kind of you know and i and I, I tend not to shoot in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and so, what would be your reasoning for that usually the light's very sharp and overhead yeah. it's very yeah. hard to control so i'm i'm kind of i like the the morning, the morning light, or the afternoon light. Yeah. It just because of of the challenges, like I said, when you're shooting with the sun directly overhead, mm-hmm. so it can be a bit of a challenge. And it's just yeah, I thought sometimes in the afternoon, like in buildings, you get these amazing pools of light mm. c- coming through. You know. Oh my gosh, I've got some favourite spots for that. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you you, you yeah. know some spots where you're going to get this light kind of mm. coming in between buildings, and it's just going to illuminate oh, a laneway or something. Delicious. Yes. I've got a particular laneway that's my favourite. Yes. Yeah. It gets that golden light. Yeah. 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 So you can control sometimes the time of day that you shoot. Mm-hmm. Right. You can also control, I suppose, this, in street photography, you can control the type of subjects you want to shoot. So mm. you, you you can choose where you go. 
mm-hmm. and whether you're going to be in a particular area or not. So, mm. so there's a few things in that way. But I mean, one of the things that you can control too is is the gear that you're using. The amount, like, I mean, most of us have enough gear to do the job. Yeah. So, all usually sometimes too much gear um, <laughs> to do the job. What are you telling me? Three bodies and five lenses and three flashes is too much. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. 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 <laughs> um, but sometimes, like I said, so you can control what gear you take out with you on a shoot. Yeah. So you've got some control over that. Mm-hmm. You've got some control over the lens choices. Yes. At what lenses you're choosing to shoot with. Yes. There's some things you don't have control over. I mean, if your body is, you know, not so great in, say, you know, low light mm. or whatever, mm. I mean, then obviously you have I to. I choose not to use those ones. Well, then you've got to work around you got to come up with a workaround. Yeah. So sometimes you, you you can't control that, but there's lots of things you can control. Yeah. I think one of the big things you can control is, is your attitude. That's a really good mm. – wouldn't that wouldn't have even crossed my mind. You're well, absolutely right. Well, it's the way you apply yourself to what you're shooting. Yeah. You know, if you're going to whinge and bitch about the gear and, oh, I've only got this and I've only got that, and, oh, if I had a had – if I had I had my two point eight mil lens, oh, if I had I had my yeah speed light, if I had I had this, you know, yes. some of these things you can actually take control and think, you know what, I've got what I've got here at the moment, and I'm just gonna, I need to just work with what I got. That's actually a really good point. I was shooting something a couple of weeks ago, and because it was a semi social situation for myself and for who I was shooting for, I had minimal gear, just yes. my camera with my thirty five. Yes. And um, they had asked for some group photographs. I said, sure, we can do it. I just need you to move over here where the light's a little bit better. So I took control of that scenario. Yes. And moved the subjects where I could photograph. And that's a really good point. So that's one thing that's in your control is that Mm. in that situation, you can sometimes, you can choose where the subjects are placed. If you're you're doing a group shot, you can choose the location. Mm. So what you try and do, obviously make the best choice with what's available to you at the time. That's right. So, and sometimes, you know, there's, sometimes there's, you know, there is another option mm-hmm. uh, where people, I mean, will just move into a position and go, no, no, you need to take control and like you said, and yeah, put the people where you need yeah. them yeah. for the light. Yeah. So that's definitely, definitely one. But I think the other area where you can take control is you can take control over, like I said, your attitude's a big one. Mm-hmm. So that's something you can work on mm-hmm. to try and... Mm-hmm you know, take control of that and how you apply yourself. And I feel especially now with, with the way we've had to deal with a few scenarios in the past six months, um, that's that's an, an amazing thing to be able to, to have control over. So it's it's not the what you can't, it's what you can. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So you need to look at when someone says, oh, you can't do this, and you go, well, what? okay, let's look what we can do mm-hmm. and let's look at what how we can lever off that and we let's can make it work. Let's get yeah. the best results we can Absolutely. with with what we've got. So it's kind Absolutely. of you do have some control to try and work with whatever tools are available to you. Yes. Yes. So but I think you've got control over things like your editing style. Yes. You know, no one no one is making you edit images. <laughs> Until they put their Instagram filters over them. Yeah. Big but naughty no no people by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you do have some control over how you edit pictures. Yes. So that's Choice becomes choices that you make, and mm-hmm. and you'll make those choices for various different reasons, I suppose. But it could be a style, it could be how you photographed it on the day, it could be what the client wants. It could be a request. It, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. I want. So many I want. Variables. I want vintage. I want vintage <laughs> film. 
Look. <laughs> sure, you can have the antique look. Have the antique. Hey, I'll just throw some coffee on your wedding dress. Oh, <laughs> that would go down like a lead balloon. <laughs> But that's a really valid point, taking control of your editing style and, yes. and owning that decision as well, I think is really important for photographers, both new and existing. It's very important to, to choose your style. Yeah. And well, and the other thing you can take control of is, again, is, is what subjects you shoot. Mm-hmm. So you can choose not to shoot something mm-hmm. if, you, if you're not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should ever, I mean, sometimes when people are starting out, the, the tendency the tendency to say yes to everything yeah because you don't want to potentially lose out on a you know potential opportunity. job or job opportunity and i think in regards to saying that because that is is common practice where people just starting out will say yes to everything but in long term it's ideal to look at is this going to add value to my existing potential career yep. or is it going to devalue i think the first time around yeah, if you haven't shot that before. Give it a go. Give it a go. Get some experience. If it didn't work out, choose not to do it next time. That's right. Then work out whether it's a good fit for you. That's right. If it's not a good fit for your style of photography or, or you're not comfortable with it, mm-hmm. then then maybe next time you don't do it. So, people, if you get asked to do tasteful nudes and you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do it. Is it? Simple as that. Yeah. Go and choose something else. Yeah. And, and, and I think the the... Sometimes there is pressure put on younger photographers to shoot stuff maybe that they're not comfortable with or mm. around. And I think that also comes down to safety as well, your personal safety, whether it be physically, mentally or otherwise. Yep. You need to consider those factors and, and put that into your choice values. Yep. So, yeah. So, and again, I think some of the things that you've got control over is what gear you buy mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And sometimes people will buy gear where they don't, ultimately use it because mm. it, it's something they thought they need. Mm. And I think when you're buying gear, it's a good idea to kind of use that, you know, once you decide, oh, I'm going to buy this, don't buy it on the spur of the moment. Mm. Sit back and work out how many times will I use this mm-hmm. lens? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just going to be a shelf warmer? Mm. That's yeah. a really good point. I'm, I'm kind of going through another process. I know I've spoken about it in the past about upgrading, but um, – I'm considering some options going forward for for gear. And so part of my process is I'm asking other people what they are using the most yes. in a, in my field and what they get the most value out of because the direction that I'm heading in means a total and utter gear yes. investment I mean, of everything. I mean, I mean, for Terry, for you to invest in, say, a 100 to 400 mil telephoto lens is <laughs> not... <laughs> I could photograph the bride's nostrils. <laughs> yeah, is 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 not for your style of shooting and what you shoot. It's not going to be a no. It's not going to be a good choice because no. you know you're just not going to get the value out of that lens. No, but you could justify buying a macro lens to shoot close up detail on the pieces of jewelry mm. or, or mm. the decorations on the cake. Or mm. so there's some things that you could you could say well. This this lens is going to have some use, mm-hmm. and it's also a lot of those lens, those hundred mil macros are two point eight. They're, they're an ideal portrait lens as well. Yeah, see, I'm actually I'm tempted to actually play with some of those to see if there is value in that for me to yeah. use it as a portrait lens because yeah. 
that's ideally what I'm searching for now is some beautiful portrait lenses to, to photograph and, of course, you know, a 35mm lens, yeah, which that, is like a staple. Yeah, it's like a staple. And look, yeah. it's it's become the new... Um, the new 50. The, the new, new 50. 50. <laughs> the new nifty 50 has gone to 35. Yes. Although I have friends say, say that their 50 is their staple. And yes. I'm, I'm interested to kind of maybe, you know, I have a 50mm lens, so maybe I'll have a bit of a play and see how I feel about that on my existing equipment. Yep. And see if I, it's something that I'm... I do I like the 50mm, but the 50mm... Um, Has a bit of limitations. Well, the limitations there. for wedding photography is, is you have to get so far back. Yeah. If you're, getting, you're doing a you know, group shot. Yeah. That, yeah, and you don't always have that space. That, so you don't have control over that environment. That's right. Do so you so like that? I put in control. In, in control. I see that. Yeah. I, see, I see what you did there. <laughs> and, and look, I said, and so sometimes there's things that you simply do not have control over. Mm. One one thing you don't have control over is the weather. Oh, my goodness. And, oh. and for wedding photographers recently, like they've seen, we had some really bad storms Recently yeah. in Brisbane on Saturday, and I'm so, so and I saw a few wedding photographers posted a few on their socials. You know some of the challenges. Oh are. yeah, yeah, and the challenges in those scenarios are huge, and they can potentially mean that you have to. I've I've worked in some of those challenging environments in the past, and often there's an expectation to go and rephotograph. Yes. Afterwards, and that's yeah. that's a cost to your business. It's a yeah. cost to the couple. You know, it's you know. Of course, you can't get all of your guests back there, but you still end up with some beautiful photographs yes. representing your wedding day. Yes, yep. But there was hail, there was wind, there was sideways rain. Yes, it's impossible to navigate through that. Yes, yep. And look, and for some of the things too, I mean, you've got some control over with certain, certain, I suppose, shoots. Is that sometimes you can dictate the times that suits you mm-hmm. to shoot as well. Mm-hmm. And again, like you know, I think we've. We touched on this where, you know, midday weddings when people mm. are out in the middle of the... Mm. Shaking my head right here, yeah. Shaking. Terry's going, no, 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 no And no. that's actually something that I'm I'm attempting to take control back of and not necessarily in the wedding scenario because unfortunately with the COVID restrictions, those things were out of our control. So yes. the time of the ceremony was... People are getting a slot. They're going, well, this, this, right. this, this is your slot. Yeah, and they were actually limiting the time between ceremony and reception, I found at a few weddings, because there was, there was They're back the to need... Back. They're back-to-back. Back. Well, yeah, and also the need for for the guests to actually go straight into the venue. So there was very – in two weddings in particular, there was no time between ceremony and reception. Yep. Very challenging to photograph those beautiful bridal portraits. But, you know, the family photographs that I do often take as well, I, I'm encouraging families to consider later in the day because the light is so much nicer. Yes. Photographing in the middle of the day, very challenging, as you said, because it's quite bright, it's very high key. Yes. There's lots of variables that you don't have control over that can can mean that your image quality is, I guess, compromised. I think you know what would be a worthwhile exercise for photographers to do is you know, take a pen and paper and write down the things in their photography that they can directly control. Mm. So have a list of things that you can directly control. Mm. Then write down a list of things around what you shoot that you can't control. And in that list, it might be, yes, you can't control the weather time of the day mm. but if you look at all the things and then that probably then gives you a bit of um troubleshooting list doesn't it because you could you could yeah think or, of or a bit work of a, a bit of a blueprint for how yeah. to maybe construct your shoots because great you, suggestion there Stephen. yeah I, I, i'll take credit for it yeah i like it <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's something easy to do, like I said, to, is to create that mm. list of things that you can control and then work out the stuff that you can't. And then then once you've got it on paper, then you might actually find some of the things that you thought originally you didn't have control over. You do. That there's actually a workaround yeah. and you can actually gain some more control around that particular thing yeah. because of, you know, it might be you can say to them, well, we we can't shoot here but we can shoot here and this is mm-hmm. the reason why. I know mm-hmm. it's not exactly what you're thinking but I think overall we're going to end up better shots, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then, I think potentially as well, sorry to interrupt you, but it can help identify the direction that you want to go in with your photographic journey as well. Yes. Well, I think having, you know, one of the biggest things is, you know, to succeed in photography is to have the right attitude. Mm-hmm. And, again, that's one of the things, like I said, that you can control how your attitude is and you mm-hmm. can also you can also control how you're perceived by people, like the mm-hmm. people around you. You can, you can be – you've got a direct control on how you behave, how you interact with people. Mm-hmm. If you behave badly or, you know, you behave like a diva, around people mm-hmm. that's going to be detrimental but there's things that you can make a conscious thing to say well maybe i need to be a little bit more understanding or maybe i need to be a little bit more less abrupt in my approach mm. so there's things that mm. you can work on kind of mm. to, to get control back and i can relate to what you've just said actually because i went through a bit of a bit of a, a time after covid where i became quite rigid Yes. And I think it was it was really just a reaction to what we were going through with the restrictions, but I took a step back and I realized that I needed to adjust my communication style, I needed to adjust my attitude going yep. into things, and I did a complete 360, probably a little bit too far yep. on one spectrum. So now it's about kind of honing that in so that I feel more comfortable about going into those scenarios where I feel I don't have the control that I once had. Yes. yes. Things are challenging. Yes, people are interacting differently, but how can I navigate through this with with a better attitude towards what's going on? Yep. And look, there's a couple of things there you, you touched on, but some things you've got control over are things like, hey, if it's a, you're getting paid for the work, mm-hmm. how you how you get paid. So you can you can take control of say how your payment terms and mm-hmm. whether there's a deposit and mm-hmm. how the payments need to be made and those type mm-hmm. of things. So, but again, that's you can you can take control of that. Mm-hmm. And you probably shouldn't let the client dictate how you're going to get paid and when, right. you, and when you're going to get paid. Do not pay me in wine, people. I have enough of it at home. <laughs> <laughs> Terry was hoping that was going to be the COVID currency <laughs> of choice. Damn, I can't pay my rent with those bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> you could have an online auction and auction them. Mm, I could. I absolutely could. Yeah, yeah, I really don't have that much wine at home. I promise. People. Actually, I think it's like you can't. Two bottles, if that. Actually, come to think of it, I don't. There's some things you can't put on marketplace. You can't. Alcohol is one of yeah, them. Yeah, alcohol is one of them. So. And I think other unsavory things, services, and things. Yeah, so, yes. certain things that you can't you can't <laughs> sell online. Uh, lost opportunity, there, Terry. <laughs> I know. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> We're talking about some of the things that you can control in photography Mm -hmm. one of the other things you can control is your learning Mm. think about that so you can you can choose to to learn to upskill yourself in some areas like if you're shooting a particular type of event or you Mm -hmm. know say you're shooting real estate Mm -hmm. you can go and undertake to take some more 
tuition or studies yeah. or look at what other people are doing and learn look at what they do so you can yeah you can take control of that that's right that's right yeah you absolutely can yeah it's another area where and again look there's probably when people start really nutting down and writing it out there's probably more areas that they have got some control over than mm. they first because i suppose at first you think well we're in the kind of lap of the gods we're just gonna what's gonna be is gonna be and it's it's how it's going to be, but the reality is that we do have some control over when we do stuff mm-hmm. and how we and how we do stuff. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I think what's happened with the current kind of climate in 2020 is people have refocused the things, and I suppose the things that they some people have. I suppose got more comfortable with having less control in some areas. Yeah. But they've been able to compensate by taking more control in other areas where they didn't. Yeah. You know, and look, a, a good example, I suppose, of this is in, and it's interesting, in 2020 in Australia, credit card debt is at an all time low. You're joking me. No. So people have taken control of their finances to. To understand that credit card debt is yeah. is very expensive to have. Yes. So people have either, and look, it could be because they've taken some early super out and thought, yeah. you know what, I'm getting paid, I'm making minimum money on my super. Yes. And I'm paying 17, 18% on my credit card. Yes. So how about I wipe out my credit card debt and don't use my credit yes. card. I think that's really important because you're choosing to look for your fu- look towards your future. Yeah, so than, so yeah. I mean, so people have done things to I suppose take control of parts mm. of their lives that previously they didn't take control over. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. people it's funny like they'll say, you know, one of the biggest things I've purchased in life is a home. Mm. And but sometimes people won't do the diligence to look around at interest rates and mm. and even though they might think oh it's a pretty good interest rate and then they're actually fine but yeah the interest rate's this but then there's monthly charges of mm-hmm. this 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 so the actually effective interest rate is actually higher mm-hmm. and just looking around and doing a bit of research sometimes you know people can find that better deal yeah that actually can save the money and i think you know that's that's again taking control mm. of your the situation you're in because you might not be able to control how much more money you earn mm-hmm. but you do have control of how much money you spend that's right so you can make choices whether you're going out to a restaurant three days three nights a week <laughs> oh, guilty guilty <laughs> so i mean those things are, are things where you can where you can take control mm. basically and, and and make a difference to whatever you're doing and that all can be applied to photography mm-hmm. as well so you've got that opportunity to to basically jump in and, and take control. Yes, that's right. So do you think there's any other any other areas that we haven't touched on where in your photography, you know, you can you can make a difference to your photography by by being more assertive or taking control? I th- I the first one that comes to mind is saying yes and no to particular types of jobs so that yep. you're really honing in your niche market and your niche skill and services. Yep. I feel that that's definitely one that you have a lot of control over. Well, I think sometimes like you can have some control over where you end up as a photographer. Yes. By by making choices early in the piece where the types of jobs and direction mm. that you might go in. Mm. And like I said, you can't discount not doing a job because you don't think I'd like shooting that, that some people sometimes their dream 
job become something they never thought they would do. Yes. So I think you've, you've got to have an open mind. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's definitely something to have control over, having an open mind, mind. not being so narrow-minded and, when it and, comes to those scenarios. But then when you try something and you find, no, this is not for me, Yeah. then, then you can make, make that decision to say, yeah, I'm not going to shoot. Yeah. This doesn't, shooting this style of stuff doesn't suit me. And there might be things that you decide that are not your thing from the get-go. Like I, I may not go down like, you know, trying out birth photography. I would for friends, of course, but I don't think it would be something that I would be interested in doing full-time. Full-time, that's right. So an area you could dabble in, like you said, if, mm. you know, you've, you've got skill set to do it, mm-hmm. but it's not something, like I said, that you'd want to be specialising in. That's exactly or, right, yeah. You know, there's other things that you want to hone your craft and, mm. you know, become more, mm. I suppose, get more success in other areas mm. of photography. And I know that I've actually got a little bit of a an internal list that I need to actually write down. There's like a checklist yes. for types of jobs that I do. And if, if there's not enough ticks, I'll, ref- I'll have to make a decision not to do it. Well, I think that, well, that's a really good way of mm. trying to work out. I mean, in this digital world... One of the most forgotten tools is pen and paper. Mm. That sometimes it's just good to take a bit of paper and write stuff down. I mean, every podcast we do, we start with, I've printed out, I've got a list of questions on a piece of paper mm. that we talk about. Mm-hmm. And we go backwards and forwards on, mm. those, on those subjects and we ultimately pick the subjects that we're going to record based on that list. Mm. And I think... The beauty about it is, you know, you can hand that backwards and forwards. You look mm. at it and you go, well, what about this? And I'll go, what about this? And, we, mm. you know, those type of things. So, mm. again, some of those things you've got control over mm-hmm. and it's probably under trying to, again, going back to trying to understand what you've got control over, mm. getting a really good understanding in your own mind, mm-hmm. the things that you can directly influence and control mm. and then have a really good idea of the things that you can't control mm. and then work out okay i can't control the weather what can i do you can make suggestions okay look i believe this afternoon we're going to have some storms so potentially we mightn't do this outdoors we might look for somewhere there's some you know cover Mm. so that we can shoot under that if it comes to push to come shove we've got another another means so you've you've basically taking control of that that's right yeah totally agree yeah yeah so again we've been talking about taking control of your photography and lots of ways too it's like taking control of elements of your life as well like yeah this, you you're know. right you're absolutely right and like i said i just can't think of a better way than to actually commit pen to paper to put these ideas down and then work back and you know, work out what you can do yes that's right so it'd be yeah. interesting to hear what people listening out there what they've worked out what they've got control over and what they don't have control over in yes. photography. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious because I, I know that there'd be elements that we haven't, haven't Oh, we spoken haven't talked about, about that's yeah. right. I mean, we'd, and it might make me think, oh, I yeah. need to take a bit of control back or I need to release a bit of control. I mean, like a lot of these podcasts that we do, there's a single idea there that get, hopefully gets people thinking and mm. and where it takes them could be could be anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Fantastic, Terry. Yeah. Great chatting as always. Always. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. 
I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.